I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson, and in this episode, we're going to take a look at five high-performance communication habits for remote workers. Now, of course, we've been at this work from home thing for a couple of years with no sign of return to office anytime soon for most of those whose jobs can be done from home. Thank you very much, Omicron variant of COVID-19. And I must say, it is my posture that got me thinking about the topic for this episode. Now, that may seem like a bit of a non sequitur for me to talk about my posture, But last week, I was working like a maniac on a big project that I had going on, and my back started killing me. Oh, my back hurt so bad. And I was lamenting my back pain to my husband, and he said, oh, well, you know, it's one of two things. It's either your chair or your posture. And we concluded it was both. But I want to talk about my posture. The chair is something that would need to be replaced, of course. But the posture is just quite simply a bad habit. And it got me thinking about our communication habits in the work from home environment. Communication habits have developed too, in addition to my bad posture habit. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, because these go live on my YouTube channel as well, you'll see me sitting bolt upright. I am trying really hard to correct for that posture issue, and my back pain has largely gone away. But our communication habits have developed too, and not all of them good. So today, we're going to give you some communication habits that will turn you into a high-performance communicator. And, you know, they'll probably save you some time as well once these behaviors are habituated and have become habits for you. So these are specific to communicating in remote and hybrid settings, because that's what most of us are doing these days. And I've got five of them for you. So the first one is to connect synchronously and frequently with your colleagues. So by synchronously, I mean in real time. Create norms where you are connecting in real time. That means less reliance on email. Use email sparingly, but connect with people in real time. You're going to want to create some norms around that so that it doesn't feel like you're always interrupting somebody. But honestly, think back to the in-person, in-office days. We interrupted each other all the time. (laughs) Now, we did have some norms around whether the person was on the phone or looked really busy or whatever, but we walked up to people sitting at their desk in the middle of deep concentration and asked them quick questions, sometimes questions that we really didn't even need the answer for or need the answer from them. And we interrupted people again all the time. Now, working from home, if we're not in a meeting, it has often been 
the kind of normalized behavior to think of anything that is not email as an interruption. Now, I also think of email as an interruption, but that's a whole different topic. So create some norms around when, and that's perhaps time of day, it is okay to connect with one another synchronously. So in real time, create those norms again, whether that be on your main platform, like Zoom or WebEx or Teams, create norms about when are we going to have our cameras on? When are we going to have our cameras off? Or maybe be off the platform altogether, having a good old fashioned telephone call. We can get so much done in a short call where we can hear each other's tone of voice. We can sense that positive goodwill and just get a flavor for one another. It helps the relationship tremendously, but also we can get so much done so much faster. And if you just stop and think about any of the times that you've sat for 20 minutes or more to wordsmith a three-sentence email before you sent it off to a colleague or your boss or whomever, just so that you hoped they wouldn't take it the wrong way or misinterpret something and so forth, and there's a good chance they did anyway because we're all in a hurry. So especially if it's a sensitive issue like that, pick up the phone a bit more often or hop on a Teams or a Zoom call more often, even if you don't turn the video on all the time. I'll talk more about video here in just a second. But be in real time with one another more frequently. You'll get more things done faster and you will strengthen the relationship in the process. Number two, your second habit for creating a high performance communication culture. Watch your tone and be very intentional about your tone, your tone of voice that is. Because again, remember, I want you off of email and into real time synchronous communication with one another. So often we are in a hurry and too much in a hurry behavior comes off altogether too often that comes off as very curt or clipped or rude behavior. So think about, let's go back into that uh, back in the office type example and think about when you used to do a, hey, Janelle, you got a minute? Kind of a conversation in that face-to-face environment. You had all three V's to work with, the vocal, the visual, and the verbal. Now, if we're just in email, that is verbal only, that is words only. But when we've got the vocal, the tone of voice, the pacing, volume, and all of that available to us, we can communicate so many more subtle social cues. Now, if you're in a hurry in the office, Again, in the Wayback Machine, when we were together co-located in the office, and if you walked up to somebody asking them for something and you were in a hurry, the other person could probably sense your urgency visually. You walked up to them quickly and maybe you spoke quickly. Of course, that part's going to come through in the vocal. Maybe your gestures or the intensity of your eye contact, maybe you were tapping a foot or tapping a pencil, doing something visually that was an indicator that you were in a hurry. And then your counterpart could understand and interpret that sense of urgency. When we don't have the visual component and we are simply picking up the phone or hopping onto a quick Teams call with somebody or a Zoom call with the video off, they won't necessarily get as much of a chance to read those visual cues. And so we can come off as very clipped and almost unprofessional, if you will, or rude in terms of our tone. So when you pick up the phone, when you hop into that Teams call or that Zoom meeting, think intentionally about what 
tone, what tone of voice will make a difference in terms of that conversation going as well as it possibly could? Not only for what you want to get out of it, because oftentimes what we want to get out of it is something either work-related or social. We want to get some social support or we want to connect with somebody or we need some help on a project. So thinking about the appropriate tone for the task that you're up to will make a difference. And hey, if you want a deeper dive on those three Vs, the vocal, the visual, and the verbal, go back and check out episode five. And you can find that at Working Conversations forward slash five. There you will find the show notes and links to the recording, or you can find that on any podcast platform, wherever you find podcasts, but episode five. So that was number two. Your second habit to create in this virtual environment is to watch your tone and to choose your tone intentionally. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Habit number three, don't make it all about work. Include the small talk. (laughs) And even if that's not really your thing. I want to make the distinction here between task communication and relational communication. As I mentioned already, we do run the risk of being too transactional in our communication. And so we want to make sure that we get some of that relationship development into the conversation as well. So think about the other person and what they care about and lead with that. Start with some small talk to open that conversation. And if you don't know what they're concerned about or what they care about, or you don't know them well yet, you can always start by asking if everyone is safe and healthy in their world. That's always a good place to start, provided you do that with authenticity and empathy. Now, if you do use this strategy, asking if everybody is healthy and well in their world, you do need to be ready for bad news. Because in this era of a global pandemic, you might get bad news. So that's where the authenticity and the empathy come in. You have to be ready to listen if you're going to have that as your opening line. And if that's not your thing, or maybe you know that there are some health issues and you'd really rather steer clear of that, whether that be for your own discomfort or for their you know, protection of their privacy or their issues, there's always the weather. <laughs> you can always talk about the weather, but I want you to take it beyond the short-term forecast. Don't just talk about whether there's snow or rain or sunshine. My friends in Florida measure the sunshine in feet down there. Oh, we've got a foot of sunshine today. What are we going to do with that? Um, Instead, ask what they like to do seasonally. So I'm here in Minnesota, Minnesota, it's sometimes called. So if you were talking with me, you might say, how cold is it really there? If you're not really from here. And you might ask me, what, you know, what do you like to do in the winter? And I might give you an answer anywhere from really embracing the outdoors 
and being out in the snow and cold and doing all the winter things. Or if I'm not into that, maybe I'm going to tell you that I like to curl up by the fireplace with a good book and uh, a nice warm cup of tea. And the fact of the matter is, I'm both of those. I do like to get out in the seasons and experience them fully. That means the cold and the snow, as well as some days I'd rather curl up with a book, nice warm cup of tea in front of the fireplace and read. So I am a both and. But asking what the person likes to do seasonally is a nice way to bridge into knowing them a little bit better and having that small talk to talk about first. Now, again, you're going to want to size up the person and assess them. If they're a person who is very cut to the point and doesn't like a lot of small talk, then of course, you wouldn't spend much time on the small talk. But find ways to develop that relationship so that it's not all about the work all the time. It's going to strengthen the relationship and make it so much easier when you really need them to come through for you in a pinch or vice versa. So your habit number three is to develop some small talk and expand that relationship with the other person. Habit number four is to clean up miscommunication quickly. And here I'd like to introduce what I refer to as Janelle's rule of three. Now let's say that you and I are in a communication exchange and you take the first turn in that exchange by sending me an email. Now, even though I already told you, let's get more synchronous communication where we're talking in real time, you send me an email and As many people do, I'm in a hurry when I read that email and I read that email quickly. I take the second turn by hitting reply quickly and banging out a quick response to you. And when you read that response, you think, ooh, Janelle has either misinterpreted something I said, took offense at something I wrote or the like. You would then implement Janelle's rule of three. And instead of taking the third turn in the same medium, that would be the third turn in email, you are going to amp up the fidelity of that message, of that third turn. So you will move instead of texting or emailing or whatever it was we were doing, probably emailing, you would then amp that up to at least a phone call or maybe hopping into a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting so that we can in real time hear one another. Then I can hear the positive intent and the goodwill in your tone of voice. Because again, then we've at least got the vocal of the Vs working for us and working in our favor as well. So we're going to clean up that miscommunication. Now, oftentimes in a workplace setting, we do need to go back to that original thread of communication because it is going to live on perhaps beyond us, or maybe there were other people on that thread of communication as well, that email. And we're going to clear up in written text, in the email, what the resolution was from our quick phone conversation or what have you so that it lives on and so then the conversation can continue from there if it needs to or can be archived and has a much higher degree of accuracy in terms of how things turned out with that. So clean up miscommunication quickly. Get in the habit of doing that. Use Janelle's rule of three. Do not take the third turn. Do not go more than three turns when there is miscommunication. If it is the third turn or beyond and you're missing each other, you got to amp up the fidelity. Move to a different medium. All right. Habit number five. Now, this one's going to sound a bit different than some things I may have said in the past if you've been with me here on the Working Conversations podcast for a while. This is about cameras. And I'm going to encourage you to turn cameras off for difficult conversations. That's right. You heard me correctly. No cameras 
for difficult conversations. Here's why. When you are on the receiving end of a difficult conversation, it can be hard enough to manage your own reactions to what you're hearing the other person say and think about how you want to respond and then respond while holding yourself together. Because oftentimes in those difficult conversations, we're hearing things that we didn't see coming. Maybe it's something in our blind spot that we weren't aware of about ourselves, or maybe the other person has taken offense to something and we weren't, you know, that wasn't our intention. And so we may have some upset as we are on the receiving end of that difficult conversation. It can be hard enough, again, to manage your own reaction when you're on the receiving end, when you don't have your camera on. But if you have your camera on, you are now also being asked to observe yourself attempting to manage your own reaction. And that can get very unnerving. And not even just for people who have, say, some social anxiety or anything, all the rest of us as well. It can be incredibly unnerving to, again, have to watch yourself try to keep it together. And then you start getting into this recursive cycle where you're watching yourself, thinking about your reaction, thinking about how you look to the other person, and you're using a lot of mental energy to do that instead of composing your next thought and putting together a cohesive argument or sentence or what have you. So again, remember that when you are holding a difficult conversation with somebody, you want to have their camera off, your camera off as well, so that they do not feel the need to watch themselves have a reaction. You're certainly still going to pick up on some of that reaction in their tone of voice and and all the rest, and so are they, but at least they don't have to watch themselves have that reaction. So that is your habit number five to develop, cameras off for difficult conversations. All right, so a quick recap of those five high-performance communication habits that you want to work on developing, whether you are a remote employee, a hybrid employee, or a manager of such. All right, number one, connect synchronously, that is in real time, frequently. Number two, be mindful of your tone and set the tone intentionally. Number three, don't make it all about work. Include some small talk to develop and nurture the relationship. Number four, clean up miscommunication quickly. Use Janelle's rule of three when there is miscommunication. And number five, cameras off for those difficult conversations. These are high-performance habits that you can develop to supercharge your effectiveness, strengthen your relationships, and ultimately get work done better, faster, and with greater satisfaction. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Working Conversations podcast. We love being by your side and in your ear, bringing you new ideas and research about trends in leadership, business communication, and organizational life. Until next week, take good care and be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.